Hey girl, hey! Welcome to the Empowering Women Got a Minute podcast, where we celebrate the female leaders within our community. Join our hosts, Brianna Hinkle and Jamie Crone, as we introduce you to women that are making a difference in business, health, education, nonprofits, and more. Brought to you by the creators of Prescott Woman Magazine, a bi-monthly publication celebrating women. Sponsored by Waters Garden Center for all your gardening needs in the Quad City areas. For more information, visit watersgardencenter.com. Today, we are talking about being a mom and entrepreneur with Hillary Dart. Hillary Dart loves great adventures, whether she's writing, reading, or living them. The author of nine women's fiction novels, Hillary lives in Arizona's high desert with her husband, their three children, her rhyme writer and running partner, Leah, a failed barn cat, and a flock of chickens. She loves camping, exploring in the Jeep, and dance parties with her kids. Um, hi, Hillary. We would love to take a minute to chat with you today about being both a mom and an entrepreneur. I found a quote online that I thought was interesting. Um, I think every working mom probably feels the same thing. You go through big chunks of time where you're thinking, this is impossible. Oh, this is impossible. And then you just keep going and keep going and sort of do the impossible. And that's by Tina Fey. I love um, that. I love yeah. Tina Fey, too. <laughs> Um, so in this um, time of your career in life, where do you find yourself? Are you currently balancing both a career and motherhood? Yes, I am. I'm balancing a writing career and motherhood of three busy, well, two teens and one preteen. <laughs> Which is very busy, I'm sure. With um, Busy. You probably drive a lot more than you used to. And <laughs> although my oldest just got his license, so he what? drives himself most places now and he can pick up siblings if I need him to. So that's very nice. Well, Hillary, can you tell us a little bit about your current career and how it began? Well, I'm currently a copywriter, an author and an editor. And a regular writer, I guess, when you think about articles for Prescott Woman magazine. Um, and it all started kind of by chance when I first had Logan, my oldest. Um, I thought I was going to go back to work at the Daily Courier, where I worked at the time. And then I just decided not to. I thought I want to stay home and be with my little baby. And then a friend who used to work actually at Prescott Woman, Carlin, she lives in Michigan now, but she was moving and she called me and was like, Hey, do you think you'd be interested in writing some, um, articles and doing some copywriting? And so I kind of took over what she had been doing for some local clients and it just kind of grew from there. Which is so amazing. And I think that's how we met. Um, cause I think we both started at Prescott woman magazine originally around the yeah. same time. So yeah. 1 million years ago, <laughs> yeah, approximately. Yeah, approximately, give or take. So, um, and I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> so I, don't, I remember that I hadn't met you in person. And then I saw your name on the spin class sign in at the gym. And I was like, is that the same Brie? And then we got to meet in person after that. I know now and no looking back since. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jamie, you worked at the courier at the same time as I did, didn't you? 
Yes, I was going to say, I remember you being pregnant with your, with your oldest child yes. so I was on the advertising side. So yes. yes, I did know you from editorial. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, fun. yeah, our staff actually with Prescott Women Magazine, um, uh, almost the majority of them had some tie with Daily Courier at one time, Joanna, yeah, I think which so. is awesome. Yeah. So we're thankful for the Daily Courier. <laughs> yeah. <Training. Me> <laughs> Um, so what is your biggest strength when it comes to your career? That's a good one. <laughs> I think my biggest strength is that I've learned to prioritize and then also to be present in the moment, depending what I'm doing. And I think as a mom, I've been able to kind of, okay, now I'm going to set aside parenting and do work stuff. And I'm just going to be present in my work stuff and not be like worried about what's going on with the kids or whatever. And then I've learned to do that with parenting too. If I'm with the kids then I can say, okay, I'm just going to be with the kids and not stress about work stuff. Um, so I think, I think being able to be present in that moment and then also be willing to kind of be interested in all different things. Sometimes I get a assignment and I'm like, I don't really know, but then I go and do it and I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> so I guess those kind of three things combined. And I think you do a good job of that, that kind of time management, you know, because I know you're an incredible mom and you're an incredible writer. So you do a good job of kind of, you know, separating those out so that you have that time to dedicate to both items, you know, or all the items. I mean, it's not just those two things too. It's yourself right. too. You have to find time for yourself. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. And I think it's good for kids, all kids to see adults like doing things of their own, whether it's, you know, work thing, or maybe even it's a hobby like spin class or exercising. I don't know, going for a run or reading books, like whatever it is. I think it's good for kids to see that we all have like different interests so we don't get, you know, bored and stagnant and all that stuff. Well, and speaking of interest, you took up tap dancing or you were, you did do tap dancing when you were younger, right? Or dance. And then you, yeah. I know in the last couple of years, you've taken up tap dancing again. And so that's an, probably another nice fun outlet, right? Oh much fun that's I I said to my kids that's the best hour of my week and they're like thanks mom but it is it's just so fun it's like one thing I can do that's just fun I don't have any pressure or any feeling like this has to turn out a certain way I just get to go and do it and I did it as a kid like you said since I was four until I was like 18 and I just loved it back then and I just love it again now I feel like a kid again in the studio and all the people in my class are so nice and I love my teacher so it's really fun. I love that. Oh, it's really fun. It's good for you too. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it is. Um, so if you could start your career over again today, what's a lesson that you've learned or maybe a piece of advice that you would emphasize to yourself from the beginning? Well, that is another good question. <laughs> the tables are turned. I'm the one usually asking questions. So oh, that sounds fun yeah. for us. Yeah, the turn tables have turned. Yes. I think it would be just to kind of like relax and enjoy a little bit more. I'm kind of type A, so I have a tendency to really take things seriously, which is good, you know, but I think there's a balance of, of also just relaxing and um, enjoying the process and all that stuff, which I think I've kind of grown into now 
that I'm in my forties, but when I was like 25, I was just so intense, you know? So I think if I could have learned this lesson earlier, then I might've had more fun, but also at the same time, I think it takes time to learn these things. And so I, I appreciate all the experiences I had between then and now too. So I was having a conversation with somebody the other day where you're like in your twenties is kind of your time to kind of like, you don't know what's going on. You're trying yeah. to figure it out. You're trying to be a grown up, And then in your thirties, you start to figure it out. Then in your forties, you look back on how you did not have anything figured out and how now <laughs> you can like be yourself, be who you want to yes. be, take life a little less seriously sometimes. And it, it is a nice place to be. <laughs> it's a really nice place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought 40 sounded so old until you hit 40 and you're like, oh gosh, this is the best. <laughs> this is not old at all. <laughs> Young. Yes. Um, so how do you make time for family and yourself while juggling having a career as a mom? You kind of mentioned that earlier, how you will kind of separate out that time. Um, but do you have certain days that you work specifically, or is it kind of like you're working while the kids are at school? And then after that, it's time for family. Like, how do you kind of juggle that? I do think it comes down to priorities again. And so I have a general schedule. Like, yes, I generally work while the kids are in school and then after school, it's kids stuff. But sometimes, you know, if I have a time when one of the kids is at a practice or rehearsal, then I might bring my recorder and do some dictating for my novels while I walk laps or, um, if I'm at a wrestling tournament, you know, your kid, you're there for like five hours and your kid might wrestle for like 15 minutes total. So you have all that time. So then I'm like, Oh, I'll make use of this time. But my mm -hmm. priority would be like, Oh, I want to be at my kids activities. And then I work around that. Mm -hmm. um, and I try not to work on weekends, but again, if something comes up and it's important, then that's the priority that day. Mm -hmm. And then again, I just am present in the moment. Like, okay, I would rather not work on this afternoon, but this is a really cool interview. So this is awesome. And I'm just going to go have fun and do it. Right. And I think again, with the kids seeing that they see the importance of work too. I mean, yes, there's time for work and there's time for fun, but I want them to see, you do have to do both things. It's not all fun and games. Sponsored by Fippin Museum, art and heritage of the American West. For more information and upcoming shows, visit FippinArtMuseum.org. So tell us about, so since you are a writer and you have your own novels that um, I know you've self-published mostly, right? Has it all been self-published? Yeah. Yes, um, yes. How does the dictating work? <laughs> I guess for our listeners, they might not know what that, what that process is and how, how that works. Yeah, I'm kind of new to it myself, but basically you just speak into a recorder and then it's recording you, right? And then you come home and you plug your recorder into a computer and then a computer program. I use this Dragon software. It does the transcribing for you. So it's not like you're typing it out yourself. And then you just have it typed out in a text document. Okay. And then I just paste mine into like a novel writing software called Scrivener. And then of course you have to go in and edit it because sometimes you get <laughs> funny stuff that you didn't mean to say. So you get some funny typos and stuff. 
it's like but, talk to text sometimes right. when you're trying to That's do that right. and you're like oh no I didn't mean to say that <laughs> <laughs> always read before you hit send yeah, yeah exactly it's exactly <laughs> like that Oh, that's cool. That's a cool process that I'm sure a lot of readers aren't or listeners aren't aware of um, that can go into kind of the novel writing process. Yeah, it is. And it took some time to get used to speaking a story instead of just typing it. But it's so cool because you can do it anywhere. You know, I've gone to so many soccer practices and just walked laps with the dog and I'm just dictating. And then that's awesome. I don't have to have my computer. I'm getting some steps in, you know, Yeah, walk. So (laughs) I think that's, that's cool. That's a neat, I wish that would work for everything. Like I wish you could do layout and, and just walk and do laps. (laughs) One day. day. So you had mentioned like your, your kids activities and trying to work around that, but can you tell us a little bit about like a typical day for you? You morning person, like when do you get the most? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a morning person. That's when I, if I can get up early before everyone else and have some coffee and quiet time and kind of knock out some of those to do's that are like smaller things, like quick emails and things like that, then I feel like I have a really good centered start to the day. And then I drive kids to school and then I do work basically from, you know, 830 till it's time to go pick up the kids, which could be two or three, um, I usually eat leftovers for lunch. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I take the dogs for a walk and do some dictating. And then it's time to pick up kids and make dinner, go to sports things or my dance classes. Um, And then we usually eat family dinner. That's really important. Sometimes it's pretty late by the time everyone gets home, but that's really important to me and my husband. And then we usually watch a show right now as a family, we're watching Friday Night Lights. And then the kids go to bed and then usually I fall asleep on the couch. (laughs) I go to bed. (laughs) That's, that's pretty much my typical day. Yeah. Sounds busy. Sounds like a busy, a lot of moving pieces, but you have it pretty well dialed in. And obviously, you know, as long as you know, what's going on that day, what activity you have to be at. (laughs) Right. I usually do a review at some point. I have like the family calendar on the wall and nice. Yeah. I feel like everybody needs a family calendar, even if it's just, it's like, it's just me and my husband, but he's always asking what we're doing. And I'm like, it's on your phone, but I almost need a wall version of that. (laughs) Wall version. Yes. You can just drop it and look at it real quick. Yeah. Like here's what's going on. This is what you need to know about. But, um, so what has given you the most joy as a mother? Oh, (laughs) no, I think it says these kids are getting older now. It's like, so cool to see the them like growing into nice kind caring people like one example is my son's on the sports team and he recently found out that one of the kids on his team was really struggling financially so he would come to these long tournaments without much food or drinks and so one night we were driving home from one of the tournaments and he said you know it was really cool all these um teammates had each brought him something extra. So they had brought like two Gatorades and two sandwiches, granola bar, whatever. And I just thought, you know what? That's so awesome. They hadn't talked about it mm-hmm. and they all just decided they're just going to bring stuff for him. And that just made me feel like, wow, my kid is a great person. And I think that's the kind of stuff 
I mean, there's those moments when they're like newborns and they're so sweet, but this is like the cool stuff you hope for. You want to be turning out good people. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. I think so that I think it's that, and you know, I've seen it in all three of my kids, but that was just a good example. Yeah. Yeah. And that. you do have good kids. I can, you know, <laughs> I've met them. <laughs> you can attest. Yeah. I can attest. Yeah. Any tips um, for new moms, either starting or rejoining uh, their career. I would say my biggest tip is just let go of the guilt, like really pick your priorities and then set boundaries around that. And just don't feel guilty. You know, if you can't be at every single activity and you just can't do everything, like for a while I was trying to do everything. I was volunteering in the classrooms and doing all the after school stuff and then also working and it was really just too much. And so I had to let go of a lot of the volunteering in the classrooms because it was just taking a lot of time. And I do miss being in there and seeing all the kids' friends and everything, but I also feel so much calmer myself. So even though I felt guilty at first about not being in there as much, now I'm like, okay, I just, that was something I couldn't do. It wasn't a priority for me. Time with my own kids was more of a priority. And then getting my work done so I could be present in the afternoons when they're home and not like trying to squeeze in and do work. So I think, I think that would be it. Like pick your priorities. If it's spending time with your kid, spend time with your kid. And then maybe you can't do all the work projects. Maybe you can't say yes to everything, but that's okay. But if your priorities work great, find someone who can watch your kid that you feel comfortable and, you know, cares for your child and then do the work, but don't feel bad about it pick what's important to you. I think that would be my advice. I think that's excellent advice. And it's a running theme that we've found in um, all the podcast interviews is that um, that seems to be a thing that women say, it's okay to say no to some things in order to say yes to the things that you really, that really resonate with you. And so it's fun to see this pop up organically through almost every podcast that women as they're getting through their careers and motherhood and everything are saying, yes, I want to say no to this <laughs> so that I can say yes to your family, yourself, you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And it can be hard to do that because mm-hmm. I know a lot of us feel like we want to help other people. And we also want to take these opportunities that come up. Like that would be so great if this led to something else, but also we need to be able to do the things that still allow us to be like calm and peaceful. So we can be there for like the people who really need us, which Mm -hmm. are our family and besties. Mm -hmm. So true and so important. Um, So Hillary, we've actually come to the end of our podcast, but we do one thing before you leave. We do um, what we call rapid fire questions. Um, So it's just three questions um, that we ask almost every guest. Um, And I'm going to let Jamie start it off. All right. Uh, Can you tell us who is your hero? It's my grandma. She was just, she was a single mom in the fifties and sixties and she still did so many awesome things. And when she was older, she, she took tap dancing and art classes and she used to sneak out of college and go to the swimming hole with the boys. So I just think she was a really cool adventurous spirit. She sounds really cool. And I think you probably got some of your adventurous nature from her. Because I, I know you so. like a little bit of adventure. So, um, <laughs> and what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is not leaving anything behind. Like not a big legacy. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a Nobel Prize winning <laughs> book or something. But just 
I want to like make the world a better place, I guess is a good way to say it. All right. And then what was your first job? I was a tap teacher. Yeah. When I was 16 and also a babysitter, but I don't know if that counts as a real job. It does. That's, I mean, you're having to take care of, of other people's children. That is a huge responsibility. (laughs) That's true. That's a real job. job Um, well, thank you, Hillary, for taking a minute with us today for the listeners. Can you tell them how they can purchase some of your books or reach out to you? Yeah. My website is hillarydart.com with one L and two T's and all my books are on Amazon and you can find my contact info on my website too. Sponsored by hometown aesthetics and wellness. Be happy be healthy. For more information, visit hometownaestheticsandwellness.com. Thank you for listening to Empowering Women, Got a Minute? We hope you tune in next week. And you can check out any of our episodes at prescottwomanmagazine.com. Talk to you later.